about death is uncomfortable. We think if we don't talk about it, it won't happen. Sadly, this isn't true. It's the only thing in life that we can be certain about. And because we don't talk about it, often we don't know what to do when we experience the death of a loved one. My name is Fiona Garvin and this is Deadly Serious Conversations. I'll be talking to a range of people who will share their knowledge and experience so we can learn how to make dying part of living. On this episode of the podcast, I have a chat to Belinda Jane from Belinda Jane Video. Belinda and her wonderful team work behind the scenes in creating all the audio and visual tributes to personalised funerals such as music, order services, memorial cards, bookmarks, reflections of life slideshows and in more recent times funeral recording and live streaming. We have a great chat on how funerals have changed and how live streaming has made this challenging time during Covid a little bit easier. We also talk about music and what families should avoid if they are organising their own photo slideshows. Belinda shares so much insight to what goes on behind the scenes. So sit back and enjoy listening to this episode. So hello, Belinda, and thank you so much for joining me today to talk about all things audio and visual for funerals. Over the last 18 months, we've seen a lot of changes to funerals and due to the pandemic, many families were unable to hold the type of funeral that they would have liked for their loved one. So suddenly webcasting and live streaming became the norm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about live streaming funerals and what's that, what that is like? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. It's it's great to uh, join your show. Um, so yeah, once the pandemic hit, um, we our business took a, a not a, a really big hit, but it was more of that um, we we weren't printing as much. But because we already had that experience in the live streaming of funeral services, we kind of had the jump on a lot of other of our competitors because there was probably two or three of us who were already could live stream, we had the equipment, but we did need to go and purchase more equipment because we were literally, you know, we were were doing probably two services each a day um, all week. So, you know, we'd gone from doing maybe 30 services a month to 40 services in a week. And, you know, it was just massive. And it was, you could see how tough it was on the families for them not being able to be there. And, you know, there was some... You could see there was also some pressure on the families when people turned up who weren't invited and, um, you know, trying to make sure people kept within those restrictions. Um, but, but, you know, we found that um, we were working, you know, crazy hours, but we actually were proud that we were able to be able to assist so many families in feeling like they were actually at the service when they couldn't be there. And we got some really beautiful feedbacks from families saying, you know, I actually felt like I was there. And, you know, there are times... I think with live streaming is because we have microphones um, right at the lectern and and on um, musical instruments and stuff like that, they actually probably hear and see it better from watching it on screen than they do um, actually being at a service because, you know, there's lots of people in their way, standing in their way and, you know, um, 
we also went and purchased, like we upgraded our equipment as well as buying new equipment. We also updated the way we did our live streaming so we could live stream from multi-cameras so we could change the shot like if everyone stood up we'd flick to our front camera so they could see all the people that were in attendance. You know, when they went and turned the coffin, we'd change to that front camera or if someone was walking up to the lectern, we would change our shot so then they could see that that person, you know, taking their position where normally, you know, a lot of the times you see in some of the other companies that use live streaming, it's just one static shot and it could be from miles away and you can't really see the person in the shot. You can't see who's there, but you can hear it. Um, where, where ours, you know, it's nice close shot on the lectern and then there's a wider shot of, um, you know, the people at the at the service and then a front shot for when, you know, like I said, when they stand up. So we, we've changed the way we do it and also incorporating the DVD. So it's much more, the quality is higher. We're not just filming a screen. We're actually playing it from our system. So they get the beautiful photos that are there with the music, you know, beautiful audio as well. So we, we try and you know, make people feel like they are actually right sitting there at the at the ceremony. And so, yeah, the DVD is embedded to to what they're watching live. You're you're not just zooming in on on a big screen. Yes, yes. So it's in our we we run it off a, an iPad, um, and we have all our cameras. I probably should have had one set up, but we have all our cameras that we so we can choose our shots. And then, like for example, when you say we're now going to watch the DVD. And it, it goes, they press enter at the service. Then we also press enter on our, or double click our screen. And then it plays on what everyone's watching. So um, yeah, then they get to see that full screen, you know, and the audio is beautiful. It's not just the audio being picked up in a room. that's also picking up all the other noise. It's full on embedded into that, into that software. Yeah, I know certainly some of the families that I've worked with where we've worked together, often they comment that the, the friends and family at home really feel like they're a part of it. They're, they're getting all of those lovely different perspectives and they feel that they're right there. They know exactly what's happening. And Absolutely. What's and I think another good thing, a little bit extra thing that we do is we can take our cameras outside. So, you know, when you're at somewhere like Springvale or um, Bunurong where it's just in the chapel, we can actually take it where they see the coffin going out into the hearse and we see the drive off and we pan up. We nice, we like doing a nice little pan up to the sky to say, you know, they've gone off to heaven. Um, we get some before shots with another little camera before just so they can see, which we add in later, but they can see, you know, what the day was like, where the, what the church was, you know, flowers, the coffin of the hearse arriving with the coffin, you know, people gathering, signing in, just all those little bits and pieces that are, you know, missed just from a static recording, you know, being delivered or, or items that have been placed on the coffin um, or people signing the coffin, all those little things like that that you don't actually see um, with just a static camera. So we try and add, we add that as well. Yeah, and the lighting of the candles. I'm often aware that there's a camera around the candle area, so you get to see all of those. So don't stand there. This is where a camera is, and if you see me waving, that means move. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so with the live stream, Belinda, can it be viewed after the funeral or is it only in real time? No, no, no. It can certainly be viewed, and we always let the families know that, um, you know, if they're not watching live as the time the service is happening, we post the copy straight onto that link. That so, you know, if someone's um, overseas or interstate or or certainly in a different time zone, then they can certainly watch it at their next available ability. Mm -hmm. um, we do password it 
once we've edited it and, you know, during COVID we just had a massive ginormous backlog we were probably three months behind because we were literally just out filming and just didn't have that time to get back and edit um so but one it once it is edited then it is passworded but again we notify the family this has been passworded this is the password um because obviously with there's music being played there's license licensing um restrictions so we need to make sure that that is passworded so then people can continue to um enjoy this service yeah with the actual live streaming how does that work does the family get a link and they share it with their family and friends or yeah so we so when um a a request comes in and says okay we need to we'd like to live stream your service we get all the details um we get a photo we set up a nice little hold screen we create the link which runs via another um platform which is located in america um they will they live stream it but we have their software and the hardware required so then we can run that through our website so we would set up that link and we send it out to the family so here is the link the streaming will start we always like to start at 15 minutes before the service is due to start just so people are logging in they can make sure that they can hear it and see it so we would put up a hold screen and maybe some background music so then they know the service is actually about to start we tell the family that we have started the streaming, but we do just have a, lot, a, a photo up. So then they still have their, you know, 15 minutes of privacy. You know, they might want to, you know, go up to the coffin or something like that, or there may be a viewing that they don't actually want shown. So we can just say, yes, we've started the cameras, but it's only on this hold screen. Um, and then when the service is about to start, then we will flick the cameras on and, and then those that are watching um, will be able to see. And we can also see how many people are clicking in so, you know, sometimes I might go over to the family and say, look, there's, you know, 100 people watching. I know we did do one during COVID and I reckon there was 800 people watching. So, um, you know, and I always try and let the celebrant know so then they can also welcome those watching as well and then that makes them feel part of it. Um, so then they actually feel, you know, if you say, oh, look, we're live streaming to families in, you know, Canada and America and, you know, then, you know, welcome to those that are viewing you know, at the moment we've got so many people on. So then also the family know and, you know, everyone kind of feels, again, that connection of them feeling part of the service by them going watching being acknowledged, which I think is really important. Yeah, and the families really respond well when you tell them how many people is on. If you've got, say, three or 400 people on, that there could be more than one person at a computer. Yes, absolutely, yes. And so it's really reassuring for them and they feel supported that there are people all around the world or all around the country or wherever with them, even though they're not physically there. Yeah. And we've received lots of emails from people or families saying, you know, we had friends watching it in the car park and, you know, um, at their their desk on their their lunch break and stuff like that. So, you know, they they do let us know that that families have joined in or, or friends have joined in and, and viewed the service. So that's always lovely. And, and we we do add a comment section at the bottom of our page. So then families can also, you know, write something that the, that the you know, friends and family can see that, you know, such and such has watched it from somewhere and, you know, they can leave a beautiful message that they can see on that link, which is I also think is really nice, um, a chance for them to just, just see that, that someone has viewed it who they might not have had a chance to speak to as yet because you can understand the families are just, overwhelmed already with what's happened and then the amount of phone calls they must receive so um we think it's nice that it's got that little comment section at the bottom as well 
Yeah. And during our really tough restrictions, it was a real benefit where, you know, we might only have 10 people inside the chapel, but there were family members who couldn't physically be there, but they were literally outside the door or outside in the car park. With iPads and absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or we streamed it. We had a TV out there and, you know, they could be watching the the TV um, on a slight delay. So, Belinda, the, a question that families often ask me as well is, is the live streaming or the recording interactive? I think a lot of people assume it's like a Zoom call and they aren't really sure what to expect. Yeah, we, we have received a lot of requests where they want to have families Zoom in to the event. Um, this is something that we kind of step aside from because... If the internet doesn't work and the Zoom doesn't work, then the whole service doesn't work. So we have done one where we said, okay, yes, we'll supply the TV, but you need to supply the laptop, you need to supply the dongle, um, and you need to run it. So we'll supply the equipment, the TV, so you can do it, but we don't want to be responsible for it because we can't guarantee it because Zoom is a free service, um, so we can... Or we can't even really guarantee the live stream because because if it's a a day where it's overcast or you know and now we we did struggle a little bit at the start where a lot of people were using internet with everyone being home so we did struggle a lot with getting live streams out because so many people were on the internet at the time that weren't you you know because you know most of them would normally be at work but now they're all scattered around Melbourne using the internet um, it, it did affect our internet to start with. Um, so when they said, yes, we want to do a Zoom, we kind of balked at that and just said, you know, look, it's a free service. We can't guarantee it. We'll, this is what we can do, but we don't want that responsibility. And um, I did do another one where they surprised me on the day that they were Zooming someone in. So luckily with our new software, I could Zoom them in via my laptop, which I'm, I'm using now. But then that also comes the problem where, they zoomed it up on the screen and also had my picture sitting on the screen during the whole service. Um, but then there was a lot of, oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, and, you know, and we're going, yeah, yeah, we can hear you. But because of the delay and everything, it just, the, the, the service kind of lost its focus, if that made sense. Um, and there was another one where, and it was quite a tough one because the kids, the, the father had died quite suddenly. He'd gone into hospital and never came out, unfortunately. And they had kids overseas, like older adult children, and they had the Zoom up. But when they watched the DVD, like this daughter was just beside herself. And we could all see that emotion, like because the screen was facing everyone else, where normally they would be sitting with their back to us and she could have that private moment to herself. But like all, all I could see was her just just struggling through this DVD. And it was really quite emotional to see that distress in her because you could you could feel obviously how bad she felt that she couldn't be there, um, but it was just like plastered all over the screen, if that makes sense. And it was, you know, I just, I remember going, oh, I really felt for that one. That, that was really hard because you could see that emotion because like I said, normally they've got their back to us and, and they can kind of have that, that time to themselves, but it was just literally on the screen. So... Yeah, and but what we do recommend to families who say they want to Zoom in is we say pre-record it because if the Zoom doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So we 
least if it is pre-recorded, then we can just go to the recording or the recording is there anyway. So because they're, they're watching the live stream anyway from us and then the Zoom, so then there's, if they're watching two things at once, they're watching the Zoom and they're watching the live stream, then one of those is going to be like our one is normally delayed by about 20 seconds to what they're seeing. Um, and so then that just gets confusing. And like I said, there's a lot of, did you, can you hear me? Can you, what, can you see me? What's going on? And, or, you know, you can't see them or they don't have their mic on or the video's not on. Like you just have all those little issues that with 50 people in the room when it did lift, you know, it, it kind of gets a little bit frustrating and stuff like that. So yeah, they pre-record it um, in their own time. Often people feel that pressure when they're having to speak, um, whereas if they pre-record it in their own time and they get to say everything that they want to say without any added pressures, and then it can just be added in um, and it flows a lot easier. Yes, absolutely. And the other point you made there, Belinda, about the internet being unstable, and that's a good reminder as a celebrant, it's really important for me to remind the people at home that if for some reason the internet is unstable, that the recording will be available shortly after the service. So they'll be able to go back in and see it. So they're not missing out on anything if the internet, because that can be really distressing, particularly in a situation like that, where you have an adult or anybody, any relative overseas who who can't be here and they get very distressed if, if the internet cuts out. So Yeah, yeah. And we get lots of messages. I've had one message where they wanted me to stop the service until we could um, get the streaming. And I, I just said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not stopping the service. It was already going to be a quick service. I said, I will upload it as soon as the service is finished. Like, I, And I literally sat in the car park and, and uploaded that service or restreamed it because it was just, I wasn't going to stop a service. Like you would never, ever do that unless, unless there was a microphone issue and you couldn't, no, no one could hear what was going on. That would be the only time that we'd be walking up to stop a service and, and try and help things out but with the live stream we just we made that very clear from the start that it wasn't guaranteed and um you know if if there were any problems then we would fix it up as soon as we possibly could you know it might be but there would be times that maybe we would be already going straight onto another service and it wouldn't be to the end of the day but it would get done so you know we just had to do the best we could with with what we had so yeah, it was a lot of it, particularly in the early days. I remember a week or two when we went into the initial lockdown, all of this was the great unknown and there was so much fear and uncertainty and people didn't know whether to hold off having funerals. But yeah, suddenly with live streaming coming on board, it just changed the way that we did things. And Yeah, and you still see that as well now when we have those short little lockdowns, like everyone just all services get postponed like a week. And then maybe the second week and then like now the the lockdown's ended and now we've got, you know, so many services that we're, and not just the, the filming, streaming, but lots of printing and that where everyone's just gone, great, okay, our service is on Friday and we've got so many other services to do as well. So you can see that they, people have postponed them and then now, now everyone's just trying to get their services in as soon as they can. So it's kind of very similar to when there's a public holiday and, you know, everyone tries to push their services before the public holiday rather than after. So, um, you know, we always get that rush. So, but, yeah, I don't think anyone could have really expected what was going to happen with this COVID lockdown, the first one, that's for sure. It was really kind of blew everyone away with what's happened. 
And so, yeah, that's the other thing that you also do. You mentioned that there is the printing. So things like order of services and bookmarks and what is an order of service booklet and, and what does it usually include? So this is where you come into play with the celebrants. They send us through the, the wording on how the service is going to run. And it's normally dot points of, you know, the entrance music, um, a welcome message from the celebrant, then maybe who would be speaking, then, you know, a DVD and then followed up by maybe a tribute and then, uh, you know, the final words and then then closing um, closing song. Um, there's sometimes, you know, there's always normally a beautiful photo on the front there might be a poem or something on the inside page, on the inside left-hand page, the wording's on the right-hand side, and then a beautiful another photo or something on the back with details, of, you know, thank you message and maybe details of refreshments if if they can have refreshments or, you know, what they're planning to do if, if you know, if we are in lockdown or something like that. So, um, yeah, you know, we've got the girls in the office who design some absolutely amazing work and it's it's funny when um, they go on holidays and I end up doing their jobs, I always go through and look at all their beautiful designs and just, okay, great, I'm going to use that one because I love that and, you know, this photo fits really well with this background and, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's nice to be able to design orders of services to suit families. Like we don't have, like we have templates but we always like to kind of find something that, that fits with the photo that they provided or the colour of the dress to match, the background matches the colour of the dress or something that will complement that that photograph and and there's times that I've been to a service and the orders of service have been delivered before I arrive and I look at it and go oh this is beautiful who did this and I flip it over and go oh we did this and then you know I've had it someone go, oh yeah good one I'm like actually I you know I've literally been filming I've never I haven't been in the office I didn't even know we did this so you know it's nice when you see stuff like that because you always obviously want to compliment other people's work you, you don't want to you know, bad mouth your competitors. And, and I literally just thought it was a competitor's work until I turned it over. I went, oh, oh, we did it. That's lovely. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we also make the DVD slideshows, um, which uh, we like to provide to the families before the service because it's a chance for them to view it before and they've got a chance to watch it as well as kind of get their emotions, you know, because sometimes if you see families who watch it, on the day of the service and they haven't seen it, then that will obviously cause more, not distress, but probably a bit more emotion. Yeah. Um, I always like that they can actually, you know, see the, see the DVD slideshow before the service so they can, you know, kind of have their quiet time with it and watch it and, yeah, go through it and stuff. So I always think that's nice. Yeah, and it prepares them a little bit for what to expect because it is, very emotional. And so, Belinda, with the orders of service, you know, they're a beautiful keepsake. Lots of families actually don't realise that you don't necessarily have to have an order of service. It's assumed that, or most families assume that you do because they've probably received one at every other funeral they've been to. But it isn't always necessary, particularly for a non-religious funeral where you aren't following hymns or prayers. But you can choose to have like a little keepsake card with a photo. And I've just got two here that I know you've done. Um, And uh, this one has a lovely uh, recipe on the back. Yes, I love so, when they do that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I wish we kept all those. I would have loved to have had all those recipes that we've done because there would be some amazing food. Yeah, and with all these different recipes. 
Yeah, and it's a lovely, I think it's, I often say to families, what do they intend doing with this, whether it's the order of service or the little memory card like this. And and some say, oh, I think I'll put it on the fridge or some have a folder at home with all of these. But if it's got a recipe, you can put it in that folder that you've got with all your other recipes. And then you see your loved one's photo every time. It... And we love it when families... Families kind of come in and they go, oh, okay, so I like this from this booklet and this from this and this from that. And, you know, you know, so they bring out five or six designs of, of things that they like, of different things, of different services that they've been to. And then you're kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, we did that one. And, you know, so it's good to also look at some of the other work that's going out. But, you know, I love it when they bring it in and, the, and they've got, they've kept all these orders of service and bookmarks and recipes and, you know, they... They show us what they've got and what they like from each different little bit, each little service that they've been to. So that's always really nice to do that. Or the other thing that you can do with the memory cards is, you know, have the lovely photo on the front, but then on the back, this particular one I'm looking at, which isn't helpful for the listeners who can't see it, but it's got the words of Into My Arms on on the back of it. And in this particular ceremony, we invited everybody to sing along. And so they had the words. I filmed that service. You did. That's right. That was so actually. Yeah, it was beautiful. And actually, um, I filmed the service of when Nick Kane's drummer actually passed away and he sent a tribute and then played Into My Arms um, on acoustic and sent that tribute and it was just amazing. It was so beautiful just to see him singing it but actually singing it to his to his mate who he'd played, you know, in the band with for so many years. It was really, really emotional. And I also think that was during COVID as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was just beautiful. But yeah, I do remember that service when everyone was singing. Yeah, I do. I think there's things like that that stay with you. But yeah, it's just getting people to think that they don't have to have that traditional order of service. Of course, if that's what they want, no problem. But they can be creative. and, And that's the celebrant's role as well is to give people ideas and suggestions because lots of families don't realize that they've got scope to move outside of that absolutely yeah so I have a question for you yes what are your songs for your deep for your uh funeral have you thought of them oh look I I every time I hear a song I think oh that sounds so good as a closet country fan (laughs) there definitely has to be some dolly in there (laughs) oh yes yeah Nine um, to five, working nine to five. <laughs> no, because that's so not true. <laughs> There's a beautiful song, and it's it's gonna it won't come to my uh, mind, but um, something bright blue morning is a beautiful Dolly song, and it's about the blue hour in the morning. And because I'm a runner, and my running group is called the Dawnbreakers, we often run in blue hour in the morning. So oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's a really lovely song. But yeah, there's so many great songs. Like I remember recently we worked on a a funeral and this lady had a really different song list. I don't know if you remember it. We were at Potter's and it was an amazing list of songs. Yeah, we both agreed it was really unusual and really different. And we both hadn't heard it before. So I always love shazamming a song and go, oh, I like that. (laughs) And what would be your song? your funeral I've got I've got mine all listed on my iPhone Um, (laughs) I've told my family and I've got my list of songs that I like and um I've got one um so my first one now I've got to look it up now that I'm doing this um where is it it's in my notes 
Um, where is it? It says, do not delete <laughs> my notes. And I've, like I said, I've told the family. And now that I'm thinking about it, I cannot think of the songs. Here we go. So uh, there's a first song that's Be Still by The Fray. So that's a, a song that talks about, you know, I'm not here, but I'll still be here. I'll still be around. Um, then there's a, a couple of songs that I've got for my DVD, like I Live by One Republic, you know, just saying I lived and did all this stuff. Um, and then for Exit, it talks about Marching On by One Republic. So it's that's probably more um, about football. You know, um, I played football for the St Kilda Sharks and, and, you know, one of the songs is oh, When the Sharks Go Marching On, Marching In. So this is kind of talking about marching on and keep moving forward and, you know, kind of don't look back and stuff like that. So it's, and I've already spoken to people at Bunnerong. I said, if you do my service, it needs to be loud. And, you know, I've always <laughs> already talked about what funeral home, what hearse I want, and they need to do a burnout when they leave. And, you know, I want people to wear, um, like if I play football with them or against them, I want them to wear their football gear, like, you know, whether it's a, their jumper or their polo or something. So, you know, I kind of want to, to keep everything that was part of my life um, for the service. And I do remember I did this amazing service. It wasn't during COVID, but um, I met this beautiful guy and um, they had it at Southland um, Village Cinemas. Oh, wow. His wife's service. So he hired out one of the um, cinemas and obviously there was no coffin in tenants. I didn't know that when I spoke to him and I said, oh, they're just going to, you know, walk her through Southland. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, like, you know, one final shot. And he goes, oh, no, no coffin allowed. I went, oh, okay, sorry. Um, but it was beautiful. Like her DVD filled the screen like and just at the start of the service they dimmed all the lights and then we played the song and it was just, I'm just going, this is unreal. Like this is the best place to have it. So, you know, I, I'm looking at Brighton Theatre to have mine because I think that would be amazing. Like just a completely different experience to what most people are used to. Um, so, you know, it's just it's interesting when you go to so many services about what you like and what you oh, say, oh, yeah, I really like that, you know, or I like that song or, you know, um, different things that you see that you that you really kind of remember and, and think about. So, um, yeah, so I've got my whole list of and whenever we get new staff, I always say, so what's your funeral song that you're going to have? And they're like, oh, what? You know, like, and then they think about it and then they come back a week or two later and go, okay, I've thought of my songs. <laughs> it's really nice. So. Yeah, the other side of that is there are certain songs that we hear a lot. And so is there any particular song for you that you know for sure and certain that you don't want played at your funeral? Um, definitely Not My Way oh, yes. by Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I love the song, um, but, yeah, My Way is they just play it over and over. And I, I guess I don't like it when they play it. I think it's a, it's a male song. I, I don't feel it's a female song. Um, somewhere over the rainbow, you know, that's played um, a lot. Um, yeah. Time to say goodbye. Yeah, time to say goodbye. Yeah. But I actually, even though that's, and I think that's a beautiful song, but one day um, they played it at a service, but they actually had the translation. And have you ever read it? No. It's amazing. The song is so beautiful. You actually have to, um, I'll, I'll try and find it on YouTube because they played it where it had the translation of what, what the song was actually about. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful version. So I think that's why a lot of people choose it yeah. because the English is quite moving. So, yeah, but, I mean, it, it's funny. We complain about the songs, you know, just quietly, but we end up singing them. 
<laughs> you know, and there's times that when a DVD's playing and I'm kind of bopping back in the background because I like the song that they've chosen or, you know, kind of saying, yeah, this is a good song, I really like this. And I always want them to play it loud. I, I don't think we at services that they play you know, the DVD slideshows loud enough or the music loud enough. And I always kind of think you kind of want it to really fill the room. So, you know, you probably see when we come to services and we're running the sound that I'll be standing in the back going, turn yeah. it up, turn it up. <laughs> it's not loud enough. So, um, yeah, that's one of my requests as well, that it needs to be loud. Music is so powerful. It takes you on a journey. And it is really important for that emotion to be expressed. Like Time to Say Goodbye is that classic piece where you can't help but be moved by it, particularly when mm. it's played at the end. But it, it is actually really important as well for, for that emotion to come out. So having it loud is, as well. So with that, Belinda, where, where is music used in a funeral or does it have to be in a particular format or do you only have so many pieces that you can play or um well I've been I've been to some services where they have some music playing kind of in the background um before the service but a lot of people come in and I don't think it's really properly enjoyed because people come in and they're chatting and stuff like that so they're not really hearing it I always like that that the other music goes down and then that first song is played loud because it one it kind of gets everyone's attention that like it is called entry music, but really it's everyone sitting down and the service is about to start music. So I always love that that music comes on really loud and, and it kind of reminds everyone, okay, this service is starting now and, you know, you need to, show, I guess, show your respect and and um, stop talking because, <laughs> you know, a lot of the times it's, it's catching up, everyone's catching up, and especially during this COVID, you know, lockdowns that everyone, they haven't seen people for ages, so um, it's all about catching up. So, um I do like it that it signifies the start of the service and signifies the end as well because there's times that, you know, if there's no music at the start, then it just kind of, it seems like it doesn't feel right that someone just walks up and starts talking. You're like, hang on, where's the music? Like, <laughs> it, it brings you into the room. It allows everyone yeah. to reflect for a few moments, be it Absolutely. only two minutes but to remember what well not that you forget why you're there but I think it just allows you to go inwards a little bit for a few yep, moments absolutely yeah. um I have been at two services though where sometimes they you know unfortunately it was a young boy who passed but they had like 40 minutes of dvd slideshows and it was just too much people were actually leaving during the service because one it was a weekend but um they just had too many photos like so even though we say to families, um, you know, you want, we want the service to reflect you and I'm sure you say the same thing, but you don't want 20-minute DVD slideshows because people just lose interest, unfortunately, and sometimes there's a lot of duplicate photos. Um, so we kind of say, you know, we kind of think three songs is the max for a DVD slideshow. That's, so that's normally about 10 to 12 minutes. Um and if they wanted to show more photos, then we would recommend that they do that at refreshments and just make it a looping DVD where the DVD can play, the photos can hold on the screen for, you know, 10 seconds. Um, and it's a chance for people to look at it and watch it. Um, but actually I did a funny service, not a funny service. It was funny to me at the start because I didn't quite understand what this lady was doing, but she had a DVD bingo slideshow right so she had it on a powerpoint and I was going oh god how, I don't understand how this is going to work anyway what she did was she said to the people because she ran the service herself um and she's a you know professional speaker or 
does these um, kind of conferences all the time and she was going to throw this mic around the room and that made me nervous as well because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to capture this if they're going to, you're going to be throwing a mic around the room. But anyway, we, we didn't do that. And so what she did was she had the DVD up on the screen. She said, okay, pick a number. So then someone said, okay, number five. So she flicked to photo number five and then she would explain the photo. So she would say, oh, this is my kitchen. You know, everyone loved this kitchen. You know, it stayed like this for so many years. And then people would interact with that and say, oh, I remember so many times that we had, you know, lunch or breakfast or dinner, and you know, in this kitchen. I remember the tiles. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is actually amazing. And then, you know, okay, let's give me another number. And then so then she'd flick to the, you know, 27. So she flicked the number 27 and, you know, oh, this was Christmas Day and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was just it actually worked really well. I thought it was great. And then at the end, she didn't really know what to do. And I said, we'll play the DVD. Like, so then they can actually watch it all the way through rather than just flicking through those photos. So it was a little clunky in that the music didn't really go, like she didn't have, she played music from one thing and then the DVD from another. So that was a little bit clunky, but I was able to fix that in the edit, but it was certainly something different. And I actually kind of went away going, that was really cool. I really liked that because then they could actually explain the photo rather than, you know, just seeing a photo of a kitchen. So I thought that was, that was really, really amazing. Yeah. And that's the other thing as well. People can, just because they've seen it in a particular format. So usually, traditionally, we have the slideshow towards the end of a service or a ceremony. You can play it at the beginning. And if you do have, say, 10 minutes of photos, you can split them up and have five minutes at the beginning and five minutes at the end. So it doesn't have to be just all in the one Mm. at the one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, Belinda, you have experienced this as well. A lot of families have the skills nowadays to do the slideshows themselves, but they forget that they're grieving and that stress levels can be a little high and everyone always thinks that they've got more time than they actually do. Yes. So the slideshow becomes can become a really challenging part of organising the funeral, not only... collecting the photos and scanning them in and all of those things. Is there anything that you would suggest to make that process easier or how can families manage that a little bit better? Well, the, that, actually talking about that, that's actually how I started really in the industry was one of my friend's um, uncle passed away quite suddenly and she was trying to do the DVD and I must have rung her or she'd rung me in the morning and, and I'd only, I was filming weddings and she said, oh, I need help with my uncle's DVD. So I just said, okay, well, bring the photos around and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have a look at it. So she brought the photos and I'm just chatting to her and I'm scanning the photos and we're just chatting, chatting, chatting. And then I quickly, you know, make up the DVD and go play. I go, how's this? She goes, are you kidding me? I said, what? She goes, have you done it already? I said, well, it's not finished, but yeah. She goes, I was up until three o'clock last night doing this. It was driving me crazy and you've done it in 10 minutes. So it was more of the fact that, because I wasn't emotionally connected to that and I wasn't trying to do it in a program that, you know, like a PowerPoint or something where we get lots of families going, I've done it in PowerPoint and we're like, oh, God, you know, thanks for that, but we'll have to fix that. Um, you know, I was able to disconnect and just do the job, scan the photos and give her that that presentation that she needed. So we do have those families who do say, oh, you know, they've got the IT expert who knows what to do. And so we always recommend that, okay, if the family are going to do it, 
then you need to test it at the, at the venue the day before or you need to send it to us the day before because if we get it on the day and it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Like it's, you know, I've had a family walk up to me at the viewing and hand me a USB and goes, here's the DVD, and I popped it into my laptop and it was just, you know, 400 photos. And I was like, where's the DVD? And they said, oh, it's all there. And I went, no, this is just photos. So, I, like, you know, I've got five minutes to think about how am I going to make this work. I'm not in the office. I'm, I'm sitting at a church with a laptop. So I just had to quickly do what I could so then these photos can flip through during the service and, and they gave me their phone and said, here's the music and it was locked and, you know, so then I had to unlock their phone. Like, So all those little things that they think, yeah, that's fine, but the person who has to run it needs to be organised. They need to know that it's going to work because even though we do know what we're doing, we we test it three or four times before the service. We want to make sure that it works. We want to make sure that it's loud enough, that we can hear it from the back. So there's all these little things that we do to make sure that the DVD is going to be played and everyone's going to be able to see it and hear it and, and feel that emotion with all those photos that if someone comes and hands us a USB, then we can't do the job that we want to do well because we're not organised. We're just flying by the seat of our pants to try and make it hurt, work. So, um, yeah, so so I always recommend, and, and now we've got um, our new program or program that we purchased uh, it's called digital pigeon where people can actually upload photos so it's very similar to dropbox but it comes straight through to us and it's a really simple simple system and um i reckon i i paid for it, it was you know a couple hundred dollars i reckon it paid for itself overnight it was just families and and that's one of the things we found during COVID is families didn't need to come and see us anymore they were able to send all their photos everyone like survive fine during COVID. You know, we did have a couple of families pop in because they just couldn't quite get their get their um, thoughts around it. But, um, you know, 95% of families were able to send us photos overnight. So there's times that people will ring and say, I'm getting you the photos. We go, look, as long as we have them by 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, that's fine. So then they've still got the night to work on it and collate all those photos. And then when we get it, we get it, we get it, we put all the photos into the order, we make the DVD and we send it back to them. So it takes that stress. They've just got to collate them all and send them to us and then we can then, you know, do work our magic and, and send it back in, a, in that completed format, which, you know, like you, you said, some people think that that's pretty easy to do. But, again, you need to make sure it's going to work at the venue. You know, we've got funeral homes that or, or cemeteries that if they know it's come from Belinda Jane that they go, beauty, I know it's going to work. They don't have to worry about testing it, you know, the day before. They just Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's making sure that it's in the right format for the particular venue because that can be really stressful. A family might think that they have created it, but then it's not in the right format. So that just is very slow. Well, I was, I was actually at a, a venue. I did a service on Monday and the family did the DVD and, you know, that makes me nervous. And, and normally when the family does it, they're the ones who arrive five minutes before the service is due to start. And, of course, this happened and he walked in with the, the, with the USB and it worked fine in my system, so I was really happy. But I wasn't able to test it, so that, again, still makes me nervous because I'd already started my live stream. Um, I mean, I probably could have, but I just didn't want to make it look unprofessional that the DVD starts and then stops. Um, so, um, but the person that they gave it to who was running it I don't think they tested it so when he pressed play the DVD kind of popped up on the screen and then 
there was no music, there was no, like the photo just paused. And so I've hit play on mine and mine's playing through beautifully in the live stream and I'm going, well, I'm not stopping mine because mine's working beautifully. And it took them, I was probably five minutes ahead by the time they, they actually worked it out and they had to get the client's laptop and plug that in and then get that to play. And, you know, so that looks bad for the person who's running it. So that's why you always want to make sure you, you get it before the service, that you test it, that you have it, and you're the one who brings it because we get there nice and early. So we want to test it and make sure it's working when there's no one in the room. And there's people watching you trying to sort things out. It's it's not fun. Very stressful. <laughs> you feel the sweat running down your brow. <laughs> and so, Belinda, how many photos do you think is a good number for a slideshow? So we would normally say 40 photos per song, um, you know, and then we would say, you know, you could probably get up to 100 photos for two songs. Um, but we can always extend, you know, if a family gave us 100 photos, for example, and we had seven minutes of music, we can always extend that that song to play the chorus one more time to make it fit nicely because we we want the photos to hold onto the screen for about four seconds. So the way we do it is we actually want that we have the photos still on the screen. We don't want like a lot of people will have all this transition and photos flipping around and all the rest. But then, again, that takes it away from the photo. You want the photo to come up on the screen and you want people to look at it and actually be able to enjoy it without it flipping off into something else. Um, so we kind of like to have it that has about a four-second hold. In our looping DVDs that are played at refreshments, we like a 10-second hold. Um, excuse me. So then it means that, you know, when people are standing there and they're having a drink, they can kind of look at a photo and then they can look at their per- friend and say, oh, do you remember that? You know, and then they can have a little bit of a conversation about it um, and then it flips to the next photo and then, you know, that could play for hours if they're there for hours because we just make a looping one that can just continue to play for the rest of refreshments. So we always think that's really nice as well. You know, we've had some of those that have had 300 photos. Yeah, and it takes away that a lot of families get, it can be really stressful trying to decide which photos to include. Whereas if you're doing a slideshow over refreshments, then it takes away that stress and all the photos can be displayed. Yeah, and you just want your most important ones in that in the slideshow that's been played at the service. Yeah, and what about old Super 8 movies or video clips that you've got from your phone? Can they be embedded in the slideshow as well? Yes, absolutely, yeah. So we would ask, you know, when, when anyone or when they do a tribute and we ask them to record it, we ask them to record it in uh, landscape, you know, to not have a bright background behind them. Um, but we can include videos um, as long as they're sent to us. We can include them uh, in the DVD. We normally put them at the end so the DVD finishes and then there's, um you know the video at the end there was one service that um I remember doing I I didn't film it but I was photographing on the day and we made the slideshow and the family came to me and they said oh we've got this video of mum singing she always loved to sing and I said you have to play it and they're like no and you could see they had their doubts I said trust me you have to play this video you have to and they're like all right yeah okay leave it in leave it in and so they played the, the DVD slideshow and then it went to black and then up comes mum singing this Greek song, Italian song, I don't know, but and you could just see everyone's faces just light up because they could remember seeing her singing and I looked at the family and they gave me that wink to say, yeah, good call. So you could just see that, you know, it was one of those things that you, 
you know, even when they have them playing the piano and stuff like that, you just go, yeah, you got to have that in. That's that's something that you need to share. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have those kind of videos. And I, even at my brother-in-law's um, service, um, he was drunk one night. It was right at the end. And um, my sister didn't want it in the DVD, but um, it was really quite sweet. And Like he was absolutely hammered off his face, but he goes, oh, I love you guys so much. Like it just, it was just him at the end of the night, but it was just so beautiful and everyone laughed and, you know, it was just really, really lovely to, to kind of finish the DVD on that. And you could see again my sister was like, okay, yeah, good call to have it in because everyone loved it because that was him. That was him, you know, him being drunk and, you know, loving everyone and just loving life. So, um, yeah, it was really quite emotional but really beautiful as well. So we loved those videos at the end. Yeah, and it's lovely to hear someone's voice. It's one thing seeing the photos of their life, but actually hearing them again, that's really gorgeous as well. Yeah, yeah. Belinda, you've probably seen thousands of funerals at this stage, in your opinion. Even probably last year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in your opinion, is there such a thing, what makes a good funeral? Is there there such a thing as a good funeral? Um, I always love clapping at a service. I think... One of the things, you know, someone goes up and and I haven't experienced it speaking at a funeral, but I know that it would be very emotionally draining and and tough to get and go up and speak at a funeral of a loved one. And then when they walk away from the lectern and no one claps or anything, there's times I'll be at the back of the service and I'll just start clapping to get everyone else clapping because I just think, oh, my God, that was so beautiful and no one's acknowledged it, like, I just, I love the clap. I love people clapping at the end of, the, of each of someone's tributes. I always think that's that's really lovely. Or even, you know, at the end of when all the tributes are done and the celebrant might say, oh, you know, let's give a round of applause for those people that spoke because, you know, I kind of think that that's, you know, I think that's really, again, connecting people into that, you know, they've, they've listened and they've heard what's been said and they, and they really feel for what's been said so uh, yeah I love I love the clap at a funeral and uh, I love the uh, loud music <laughs> and can I tell you from a celebrant's point of view the clapping it's almost like you have to give people permission to clap when people come to a funeral they don't know what to expect and they don't want to be seen as that person of breaking the rules and often I'll say at the beginning you know today we're going to hear from a number of people if it feels right in the moment please feel free to acknowledge them through applause and <laughs> when you laugh oh yeah yeah and once you've given people permission they will embrace it they'll show their support for the person who's just spoken one of the things I see probably because I'm standing at the back is people walk in and they never know where to sit like if they don't want to they don't want to sit too close to the front because that's where the family are going to sit and then I'll say the family is seated you can go and sit down oh no 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 no, I'll stand and I'm like you don't have to stand you can sit like there's 50 seats over there like you don't have to sit in the back row. So I kind of, I don't know if you see me, I kind of shimmy people forward because also it looks bad on the cameras. I have have that front shot and if the front two rows are empty, it looks so bad and you kind of think, like I always think, okay, so you've come to the funeral to support the family but you don't want to sit anywhere near them. Like, and you kind of want to say that out loud so then they go, oh, yeah, I've come here but I don't want to be anywhere near them. Like, so you, you kind of invite wanted them to go forward. So there's there's times that I'm directing people forward and stuff. Or if someone stands right near me next to my cameras, I'll go, do you want to do this? And I'll go take a seat. 
And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And then that gets them moving. And uh, I had another time where I wasn't working at a service and it was at Springvale and we walked in and I walked in with this lady and she goes, we'll stand at the back. I said, no, we won't. I probably didn't say no, we won't. I said something else. I said, we're sitting down. I said, if I'm not working, I'm not standing up. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And so I wasn't going to stand up for another service if I didn't have to. I was sitting five rows in as close as I could get because, you know, I wasn't actually working at the service. So, you know, then I spent time explaining to her that I'm normally live streaming, blah, 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 and, you know, that turned into another conversation. But, excuse me, it was more of that I didn't have to stand up at this service. I could actually take a seat and, and take a load off, so I was going to do that. So In the live streaming or the filming, you don't want the seats to look empty because then it looks like no, no one there. So it's really important to, to come forward and, and fill up the yeah. seat. Yeah, and sometimes I'll request, I'll speak to the celebrant and, and try and get the celebrant or the funeral directors to kind of, and it depends who you're working with. Some of them want to put, will push people forward and some of them will go, I'll oh, just let them go where they want. But, you know, and then there's always someone who wants to walk in front of the cameras and you're like trying to get them to walk around and they just, you know, I've had someone try and shimmy past cameras and I've had to actually grab them and say, you need to go around, mate, because you're going to walk straight through the shot. <laughs> need to see the back of your head. <laughs> Especially once the services started, we don't want anyone walking in front. So, you know, I come a bit of a, a traffic controller and go around the side, sit over there, but then they'll walk around the side and then down the aisle and then they'll still cut across in front of the camera and you're like, oh, <laughs> well, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Well, thank you so much, Belinda, for, for joining us tonight to talk about all things audio and, and visual at funerals. It's no a problem at all great perspective to see it from your side I, I did want to say I and I know I always mention it every time I come to services I love how you read the book <laughs> I always think that's a beautiful way to bring the families in especially when there's kids involved and reading the, those beautiful kids books and so I always ask lots of questions about what book are we reading this week so I always think that's really nice of those children's services that you do and I've done a few with you actually where we seem to, to do a few services some of the um the, the younger ones who pass so um it's really nice that, that, that you do that and get that connection with the kids yeah so for the people um listening belinda's referring to is when we work together for a funeral for a little person or even if there's just going to be little kids at the funeral a way of including children is reading them a, a kid's book so even if they only walk away with one positive thing from the funeral it might be the fact that they heard a kid's story and that could be guess how much I love you or just trying to think of some of the other Wasn't ones. Wasn't there a string one? Something about the, a piece of string? Yeah the invisible string that's my all-time favorite. Yes. <laughs> so when Belinda and I see each other at a funeral she'll often ask me which book are we reading today? Yeah. <laughs> And then I make sure I can get it in the shot and that you're pointing it in the right direction so I can see it. And yes, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to make sure we put on a good performance. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. lovely. Yes, yeah, so it, it's great. It's great when you've got a team of people who are all on the same page and all trying to make sure that what we're doing for the families is the best that they can do under some very difficult circumstances like COVID. So when you've got a team mm. and everyone's working together with the same goal, it, it makes Absolutely. it much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we, we another thing that we love doing is we love to to be able to film the service and not have the family feel that we're there. So, yeah. you know, there, there's times that people have come or like they've watched the live stream and said, 
I didn't even see you and we go perfect. That's what we want. We don't want you to feel like we are filming your, you know, your toughest day. We want to be able to do a great job. And so those people that are watching can feel like they're part of it, but we don't want you to feel that pressure mm. that, that, you know, you're on, you're on camera because, you know, there's time, there's, there's lots of emotions that come out at times and, and, you know, we want to capture what's happening, but there's times that, you know, you need to change your shot to make sure that you protect those people who are, who are really struggling on the day. And, you know, we've, we've had a couple where it's been really quite emotional for some, you know, mothers and stuff like that. So we've made sure that we've just kept them out of shot and we've turned our volumes down, but, you know, we want people, like I said, to, to be able to, have the service film for those family and friends but not feel that pressure that they are on camera and and on show if to kind of say so um so yeah we like that they say we didn't even see you perfect we've done our job well then and I think that's something that a lot of people are concerned about that they will be filmed being so vulnerable and it's not the case at all yeah you you handle it really sensitively and make sure that everyone's protected and and the other really beautiful thing about recording a service is you know this is preserving this for future generations like particularly you know as we mentioned little kids who might one day want to sit down and watch their Mm -hmm. dad's funeral or their mom's funeral and and see the people who were there so it's actually a really important part of it all as well yeah absolutely so yeah so thank you so much Belinda for joining me what have you been drinking tonight we're actually recording I've been been drinking a (laughs) coca-cola in a a drink of choice In, in a Guinness glass, because when you first came on, yes. I wasn't sure whether it was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Nice. <laughs> well, I actually thought it was a pint of Guinness initially. So, oh, no, sorry, <laughs> I don't think I've ever a Guinness. To be honest, I'm just—it's just a big glass that I can put lots of ice in, and, and my coke can in. Yeah. So, uh, I like a lot of ice in, in my drinks. Oh, good. Well, oh, yeah. what did you? I didn't see what you were drinking. I had a tea. Oh, really? Or is it just wine in a teacup? <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. But <laughs> at the moment, I'm telling you it's a tea. As long as I like that ad, well, it's hard tea. <laughs> yeah. Who's that, that um, comedian? What are you, the tea police? Oh, uh, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. I have the ladies in bed. Um, yes, yeah, I have yeah. seen it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been lovely chatting to you about all the... No the behind the scenes what goes on um, to create a really beautiful funeral and I know without any doubt that what you're doing particularly around live streaming and video and funerals really has made some incredibly difficult and challenging times a little bit easier for the families Mm. that we work with so thank you very much for all that you do we love what we do so um yeah we really enjoy the work that we do and and to help the families and you see I guess we're even just doing the DVD. You see when families come to us and they give us all the photos and we go, oh, great, thanks. Okay, we'll take care of it. And they're like, really? Is that that it? And you can just see the weight lifting off their shoulders and you go, yep, no worries, we'll take care of it and, you know, we'll deliver it to the funeral home and it'll be there when you arrive and all your photos will come back to you. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so easy. Like, because you can see that they're they're so wound up in in all of what needs to be done and, and to us to take that pressure off them to an order of service or you know the dvd slideshow that that just takes that pressure off them that one less thing that they need to organize before the day of the service so you know it's like organizing a big party with three days notice so yeah there's a lot goes on 
Yeah, yes. so wonderful. Well, thank you, Belinda, and no doubt. Well, and thanks for all the work that you do. You do a wonderful job, and we love doing services with you. We're always going, oh, I'm working with Fiona today, or I work with Fiona today when they get back to the office. So it's always nice. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Mm-hmm.